Welcome to Foundational You with Dr. Dean Hackett, the home of biblical teaching and cultural impact. We are so glad that you joined us for today's podcast. You can find out more about Dr. Dean, read his blog, and find more episodes at fdeanhackett.com. Now for today's episode. Well, have you ever had those moments and maybe it lasted for more than just a few minutes. Maybe it lasted for a few days. Maybe even a few weeks. Hopefully not for many months, but sometimes it does, honestly. Where you just feel like you're walking in uncertainty. You, you feel like you're in a fog. You feel like you're having difficulty seeing clearly. And you're just not certain what to do. Maybe in your life, you are still, you're still trying to figure out, uh, how, do I, how do I know what is true? How do I know what is right and accurate? How do I know what is right, what is wrong, what is truth, what is error? How should I, how, how can I live my life by a, better, by a better standard than I'm living right now? Well, the good news is Almighty God has given to us a gold standard of truth. And that truth is His holy word, His divine holy scripture. The Apostle Paul wrote it this way to his spiritual son, Timothy. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, he said, And we know that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, that is, for knowing what is true about Almighty God, for doctrine, for correction. How, how do we know what is right? How do we know the difference between right and wrong? truth and error for reproof how do how do i know when i have things in my life that are contrary to truth we don't have a rearview mirror do we to be able to see to make sure that that we're 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 we're, we're, we're walking the right way we have blind spots but almighty god has promised that his word would help us see the blind spots for reproof, for instruction in righteousness that will teach us the right way that we should go, that will clear away the fog and help us see clearly what is the right way. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God for His profitable, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the child of God may be instructed in all good works. God's word. It's the truth. It's the absolute truth. And it will guide us. That is why the writer of Hebrews said in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, he said, the word of God is living and powerful 
and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing of sunder of joint and marrow. And there's a discerner, listen, of the thoughts and intent of the heart. When we will study the Word of God, when we will study the Word of God, it will instruct us, it will teach us, it will help us see those blind spots. It will help us see those places of error in our attitude, in our thought life, in our motives. It will help us. The Word of God, that's what it's designed for. That's why God gave us the Word of God. And the Bible isn't the writings of men. Men just published it for Almighty God. Almighty God wrote the Bible. That's why it says in 2 Peter chapter 1, that scripture is not of any private interpretation for holy men of old wrote as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Yes, God used the penmanship of human beings. Yes, God used the literary style of human beings. And they were of all classes and all categories. Over a 2,000-year period, God used men to write the word. But you got to understand something. All of that, in all of those years, and all of those men, they're all in harmony and in agreement because they were just publishing God's word. And God is from everlasting to everlasting. God has no beginning or ending of days. God knows all things all the time. God is omniscient. So he's all-knowing, he's, he's omnipresent, so he's always there. And that is why the Word of God is living and powerful because the author is still living and will live forever. Psalmist, Psalm 119.89 said it this way, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in the heavens. So we have this wonderful Word of God that is absolute truth without error, that is accurate for all generations, for all cultures. It's not cultural specific. Yes, 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 it's true that, that it was, it was a, the, the Old Testament was written to the Hebrews. Yes, it's true in the New Testament that majority of writers were, were Jewish, but there were also there was also Luke. Luke was a Gentile. He wrote the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. God, but it's not cultural specific. It's not generational specific. It's for all generations and all cultures for all time. The living word of God upon which we can build our life and base our life. And that is why pastors today must preach the word of God. It disturbs me greatly that we have pastors today who are teaching us to unhinge from the Old Testament, who are teaching us that you don't point to the Scripture for the basis and foundation of your faith. That is exactly contrary to what the Word of God tells us. The Word of God tells us in Psalm 119, verse 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. 
Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways? By giving heed unto thy word. Listen to what it says in Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Now let's pause a moment. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Humanism. 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 The counsel of the ungodly. Humanism. Evolution. Sits in the seat of the scornful. Relativism. Pragmatism. Whatever works, do it. The ideology that 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 uh, of deconstructionism that that throws out there can't be anything that is of the divine or anything that is of divine revelation or of a of a supreme being can't be can't be okay the scornful nor stands in the way of the sinner political correctness tolerance relativism well, your truth is as valid as anyone else's truth. Who is to say what is absolutely true? It's relative. Well, God has the absolute say of what is true. Stands in the way of the sinner. Sits in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is the man that walks down on the counsel of the godly. Stands in the way of the sinner. Or sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the word of God. And in it doth he meditate day and and night God is saying to us there is an absolute truth there is an absolute way that leads to life and that more abundantly and that way is through my word and when you will give yourself to my word and meditate upon it day and night give yourself wholly unto it what happens he said that man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth his fruit in its season, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Almighty God is saying to you, when you, when you will fall in love with the Word of God, and you will study the Word of God, and you will learn the Word of God, then the Word of God will bring to you a life that is so filled with goodness and truth that you're going to be like one planted by the rivers of water. Your leaves will not wither. And you will always bear much fruit. Whatever you do will prosper. That's God's promise to you. That was his promise to Joshua. You read it in Joshua, the book of Joshua, chapter 1. He said, Joshua, don't let my word depart from your heart. Don't let it depart from your mouth. Give yourself wholly into it. Then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. It's God's promise to us that when we will take our life and base it on the true word of God, that God will give us that kind of a life. Life 
and that more abundantly. Well, how do you do that? How do you build your life upon that? Well, you have to, you have to be willing to believe in your heart that God's word is exactly what he says it is. It is his holy word that's without error. It's not fallible. It is infallible. It is the absolute true word of God. It's the gold standard of truth. It starts there with that belief in your heart. Well, how can I, how can I know that? Because God said so. How can I know that? Because trust God. Trust God and his word. It starts there. That's why the scripture tells us in Psalm 19 that the commandments of the Lord are true, enlightening the eyes. He wants us to know the truth and the truth will make us free. And then next, you gotta, you gotta become a student of God's word. I take the word of God every morning and I hold it to my heart. I, I literally do this. I hold it to my heart. I say, God, this is your word. I would like it to talk to me today. Speak to me from your word. Speak to me, Lord. Enlighten my eyes and give me revelation from your word today. And then I start reading. And I read until something stands out. When something stands out, I pause. I don't just keep going. I pause and I chew on that a little bit. Well, what is that saying? What's that saying to me about my heart? What's that saying to me about my life? What's that saying to me about my attitude, my values? What's that saying to me about my behavior patterns? What's that saying to me? What's that saying to me about my relationships? I let it talk to me. And then I read until something else stands out. Once a second thing stands out and I chew on that one, I don't read anymore that day. I meditate on that. But then I also have times that I set aside to study God's word, to go deeper. I keep a journal of those things that stand out to me from the word of God and I study them deeper. I want to go deeper with them. Okay, And so I have some study tools, some study tools that will help me dig the Word of God. I have a concordance, an, 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 an unabridged concordance of every word in the Bible and every time it's used. That concordance, will, it, what that is, is that takes every word in the Bible, every time it's used in the Bible, and it gives you the address. So let's say you were to look up the word joy. It will list every scripture where it is used in the Bible for joy. But it has more than that. It not only has every, every address in the Bible of where joy is used, but also what the word is in Hebrew and what the word is in Greek. So then you can go to that Hebrew dictionary, that Greek dictionary, and look up that word and what it actually means so it, it's a great study tool a basic study tool a bible concordance you want an uh, uh, an unabridged and an, uh, exhaustible concordance that has all that that's a great tool that you could get that would help you study the bible help you know the truth because there may be some topics here's the next thing when you're studying on a topic go to the places first mentioned in scripture that's why, again, a concordance is really important because you can go there. Where is the first place 
that love is mentioned in the Bible? How is it used? What's, what's the context of it? Okay? And so I go to the place where it's first mentioned. Why? Because the place where it's first mentioned is going to set the guide for how it's going to be used through the rest of Scripture. First place love is mentioned in Scripture is in the book of Genesis, chapter 22, where it talks, God is talking to Abram, Abraham, and he says to him, I want you to take your son, the son whom you love, and I want you to take him to the mountain I will show you and sacrifice him there. First place that love is mentioned in the Holy Scripture is Almighty God saying to Abraham, I want you to take your son, the son of promise, the son I promised you that you would have, the miracle son, the son you had when you were 100 years old and your wife was 90 years old and you weren't bearing children anymore, but you had a miracle son, the son that you love, the love of your heart, I want you to take him to a mountain and I want you to sacrifice him. That's the first place love is mentioned. And that context, think of that context because through the rest of the Holy Scripture, love is based upon the fact that Almighty God is going to take the Son, His firstborn Son, His only begotten Son, the Son whom He loves, and He's going to send Him to earth to go to mountain where he will be sacrificed for the sins of mankind to redeem mankind. You know what's interesting? Abraham took his son to Mount Moriah. Jesus Christ went to Golgotha. That is an outcropping of ancient Mount Moriah. God's son of promise the son God loved he sent to be sacrificed on the mountain I don't have time to go into that deeper but I'm just wanting you to see how you can study scripture and how you can get the important truth that will guide your life give yourself to loving God's word give yourself to reading his word daily Read until something stands out to you. Let it talk to you. Pray and ask God, talk to me from your word today. But also set aside times where you dig his word deeper and you study his word. And, and get, get some study tools to study God's word. Wow. God's absolute truth, his holy word, the gold standard of truth. God bless you. Thank you for joining me today in this Bible study as we are studying together. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, Foundational You with Dr. Dean. I hope that you will subscribe and join me each time. Be sure and click on like and encourage others to join us. And I have other resources. I have other complete sermons. I have a, uh, a, uh, a blog that I write. And I also have other books that I have written. All of those you can find at my website, or my blog site, rather, fdeanhackett.com. Join me there. 
and uh, dig into some of the other resources that I have available. God bless you. I look forward to you joining me next time. Thank you for joining us today. This Christ-centered biblical training is a ministry of Spirit Life Ministries. We hope that you are blessed by this podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues. For more information or questions for Dr. Dean, please contact us at the website fdeanhackett.com.